Well, take us through it. Uh, he sets it up so that this Anne, the main character, intelligent and beautiful, she studied for six years at medical school with unflagging application. Uh, the classes have to complete the tale. Right, you've read through the, the rest of the piece yourselves, and there's a, there, there are huge problems, aren't there? Can you identify some of the main problems that arise as, as part of this research? What, what are the problems that, that these people, I was tempted to say the lads, but as you say, I mean, the, the girls in the class, have the same problem. Um, what are the problems they have with completing this story? Well, they can't bring it to a, to, to a successful conclusion. Like the character cannot be successful. You know, it, it seems like, you know, 
whatever degree people write from experience. Um, and what they're writing basically is that uh, this woman, for whatever reasons, you know, in some cases she was murdered, in other cases she was the murderer, in other cases she was paralysed, in another case she was saved by a male nurse, a knight in shining armour after she fell into jeopardy, and um, couldn't seem to succeed by herself at all. Mm. So um, although it's all set up for her, she can't seem to follow through. Yeah, like and, this and woman, succeed. like you know, yeah, she got six years in there, put under her belt in the university, and she still can't succeed, you know. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, even in later that, she still have fifteen essays now, and it seems that you're only one where she didn't uh, come to a totally bad end at all, and that was the one where she was, it seems, where she was saved by the the main nurse, yeah. you know. So. Yeah. Uh, so as long as she's, as if she's helpless and has to be saved by... Well, yeah, like a Rapunzel, you know, she was able to let down the hair, but then it took somebody else to come along and free her, you know? Tell us, tell us more about patriarchy now. Um, I, I'm conscious of the fact that there are OU heads in here and there are, if you like, new students to sociology. So take us through patriarchy. What, what do you mean exactly with patriarchy? I became a teacher without really planning it. I left school at 50, 16 without any qualifications at all. I travelled for many years and uh, spent my time in a fairly unstructured way, drifted around, let's say. To cut a very long story short, I ended up going to College Harlech as a, a, a student in 1983 after I was, I'd been unemployed for about a year went to College Harlech and uh, at that time they were two-year courses, did the two years without any real notion of what I was going to do with it. I just thought I needed to get some sort of an education, the education I'd, I'd, I'd let go of at school. Um, after about a year at College Harlech, I decided that I wanted to go on to university and somewhere along the line in those five years, the two years at Caligalic, the three at university, I decided that I would like to stay with adult education. I, th I, I think it was, it, was, it was doing the sociology of education and being exposed to the ideas of people like Paul Freire and, and so on. Illich as well was, was an influence. Work that people like Paul Willis were, were doing in England. I gradually came to the notion of working in adult education. That is what I really wanted to do. This was for the first time in my life. I'd, I'd always been very, very clear on what I didn't want to do. But for the first time, somewhere along the line in these, in these five years, I began to get some sort of a clearer picture of what I wanted to do. And what I wanted to do was to get into adult education. I was able to cope with the workload. I think it was just, I just didn't like the regime. You know, I just couldn't fit into it. Why, I don't know. At one stage, when I was about 14 in secondary school, I was barred out of half of the classes. I wasn't allowed into them. You know, which I thought was, I think that made me more rebellious, you know? But, uh, well, it was a, uh, counsellor in the school, I'd have to go and see him every week and you know, like he was okay he tried to 
He tried a bit, but I don't think he tried too hard, you know. There was no motivation there for me whatsoever. And even before I became 15, they told me, said, look, you're better off just leaving the school, you know, so. From there, I just had to wait till I turned 15, then started a fast course. And that wasn't much help at all, you know. Left school about 14. Nothing to show for it. That's my schooling, basically, that is. Yeah, I walked from the age of 15 then up till I was about 21. And then into trouble. Walking in Johnson Mooney. I was walking, I was walking in the garage for four and a half years. Johnson Mooney, then I was walking in Johnson Mooney for two years before I got let go. I was there at the time, you know, I got let go. Everyone got let go. I was only a van boy, but then I walked in the garage for the rest of the time. And then any time. Before I came in here, I was doing a few days' work, delivering cakes for the confectionery company. So I always like, kept going, I did. I always like, kept going. I did like it. I never used to go on the hop. I was just a little antichrist. <laughs> to put it blunt. <laughs> I was just an antichrist, I was. My own worst enemy, I was. Like, it was, I was bright. I was very bright, I was. I used to get good marks in school, even though I never done an exam. Just being a messer. And then the end thing, I suppose, where, where I'm from, thrown out of school, you're a little, oh, oh, he's great. And I played in that little league, you know, 13, 14 year old, thought it was great. Getting respected with nearly the bigger lads in my estate. And it just plays along from there then. Then you start being, you know yourself. So I'm here to tell the tale. <laughs> I suppose it's the question, I think, that a lot of people, it's easy to say to people is, and I think everyone would say yes. Because I know we certainly would. And I have a daughter out there, and I'm going to try my best to guide her through. Try my best I am. I will try, I'll give it my best to guide her through. Because I can really see the benefit of an education. It is the only way. It is the only way it is. That's my opinion, I'm sure it's thousands of others' opinion. From the outpost by Garrett Archibald. Four steps. Once, when our eyes were stars, we looked upon a drop of life and saw how it clung to the spread of an orchid, hung in space of a vacuum. How it kept perfect pace with our rhythm of life, so we let it frame our soul. Once, our hearts flew above pregnant clouds and bathed in the streams of cooling rain, smoothing round our forced skin, and our feet knew each hole and trap before we began to know the pain. These were the days before fear. We walked up a liquid stairway and new wonder, slid down the blade of life's edge, and when we reached bone, we screamed and lived to understand difference. Now we call our soul by separate names, you and I. Um, well, I went to Dasher School up to the age of uh, about 13, and uh, I was happy enough going to school, you know. I didn't mind going to school, you know what I mean? I liked it, some bits of it and other bits I didn't, you know what I mean? The, we used to do a lot of sports and that, I enjoyed that. So, so I kind of persevered going to school because of, because of that. So I left the national school, I think it was 13, and then I went to a secondary school for about a year. And I didn't like that at all. I did a lot of mooching and that, you know, mitching and that. Um, so that was the, the only formal education I had, like, but it, it was... It was a good standard, I think, you know what I mean? I'd done the basics, I read and writing and 
history, geography, and bits of maths and things like that. And then I didn't do anything then until I was about until I, started, until I came to prison, you know. And I've done the group cert, leaving cert, and I've completed the the OU now. I did um, a degree in the social sciences, which covers um, you do a foundation course first, and uh, there's bits of everything in that, like uh, there's uh, it's mostly sociology, like, but there's the first year in the foundation course you have bits of history, bits of geography, a little bit of psychology, and uh, say a little bit of politics. And after that, then you have uh, there's a wide variety. Like you can pick, say, there's loads of courses in in, in relation to the social to social issues that you can pick. So I actually ended up doing my second year. I did um, social problems and social welfare, which, as the name itself is, is about say, problems in society and the welfare system. But at the third year, that was um, I did crime, justice, and society. And I had a good insight into that, being involved in crime myself from an early age. My fourth year, I did um, family life and social policy, which was basically about the the family and how it's organised and how it's perceived in society. Um, my fifth year, then I did um, the United States in the 20th century, which is covers the history of the United States from from the foundations of, of America, you know, from the first immigrants that arrived there up to the present day. And then my last year I did um, uh, modern societies, which basically starts from the time of the Enlightenment up to the present day. And I finished now and I have a degree. So, well, it's actually an honours degree. I've plans to do a teacher's cert, but um, that doesn't start until around September, say, this year. And I'm hoping to do that and at least it'll give me other options anyway if I have that, but it'll be in more than likely in adult education. So at least when I get out, it'll give me something to have there, you know what I mean? I, I will have work to go to, like, but it wouldn't be on that line. But uh, at least if I have that, according to our sociology teacher here, said that there's always a chance that I'd get a job in teaching or maybe children or something like that. So... Well, I'm doing, a, I'm doing an indefinite sentence. I'm doing a long prison sentence. And um, basically, I got into it because, for one thing, I, I knew I was going to be in for a while. And um, it was going to pass away at least six years from me anyway. But, like, it wasn't hard because the, the whole setup of prison itself, like, um, with moves and everything like that, you can lose books and essays can go missing and stuff like that because being moved in the... And even studying itself in a prison environment isn't easy, you know what I mean? Because uh, a lot of distractions there, and with the way the, the regime works, you can't always get to the school as, as often as you might want. And, but I said to myself, I persevere, and whatever else, at least I wouldn't have wasted my time, you know, and maybe someday it would benefit me. That was basically the main reasons, and like I said, I passed away time. And what I found is that you have the year from February to October with essays. You have an essay about every four to five weeks and then you have an exam in October. Well, that part of the year from February to October kind of flies. So it's like a year gone. Then you have a break October when you start again. And you're delighted to finish in October but and the first few weeks is great but when February comes, you kind of... 
you really you really wanted to get back at it again, you know, until the first day, and then you're you wish you hadn't. Like, but um, loads of times I felt like packing it in because it was hard. You know, a lot of stuff that I hadn't come across before. But what it done for me was that it kind of I think it enlightened me more than anything else about um, as the course was on social issues that you know whatever perception I had of society, I have a better insight now, you know, than than I had before. And it just shows you how the whole system works and inside of prison, outside of prison, all the institutions and how the whole setup is organised, you know. So um, for me anyway, it makes me more aware of myself and society in general. And um, I think myself, it's for me anyway, it's more of a kind of a personal achievement than anything else. Because uh, I never had any real insights uh, that would benefit me when I do get out, you know what I mean? But now... That's, that was at the beginning, but now I'm, there is a possibility that um, it could benefit me, you know, the kind of way. Because at least when I get out, now when I go to the Labour Exchange, they, they'll ask me, is there any changes? I'm like, at least I can put that down, you know, so, and hopefully I'll have the teaching cert. So, it's not going to do me any um, harm anyway, I think, you know. But like, I wasn't thinking like that at the beginning. I was doing it mainly for to pass away time and and um, maybe I'll learn something. But now I'm glad I did do it. You know, um. Mixed ability classes are the norm in, in education, I guess, but uh, in the prisons, anyway, uh, you find them coming from a wide variety of, of uh, backgrounds and at, operating at different levels. For example, you would have people in my sociology class at the minute, you would have OU graduates who have their degrees and you would have people who haven't been to school for years who would have left school at 14, 15 and would not have done sociology at all so you have a, a, a wide range there of, of abilities some people have done their leave insert um, some people who are doing sociology alongside let's say history at leave insert or English leave insert so there's a mix there one of the things that really gives me a buzz about teaching in the prisons is seeing what I call the mentoring process going on. People who are three or four years into an open university degree course, people who maybe have completed the course, but haven't just washed their hands of it now, right, I've done it, that's, that's it, but they actually, they're helping other students. Uh, they on all sorts of levels, they will be encouraging, cajoling, strong-arming people into taking up education to come to the sociology classes and other classes to get an education, to, to get involved with the Open University, to apply for Open University courses, and once in there, they don't just let go of them, abandon them. They will actually put in an enormous amount of effort and time into helping these people uh, through the early days. It, 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 it's highly impressive. There's not, a lot of people have, there's not a lot of people haven't got the money to do it. So if you go to a, a plant in Lowell, like, no, it's not that. There's a lot of pens out there. If you don't have anyway good in school, uh, you get to college now, but there's loads of colleges. That's, 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 that's fairy tale. That's actually, that is a fairy tale. There's other colleges out there. 
Jason, it's not all that easy. That's a fair It's nothing's easy, Louis. So, Jason, Jason, so, 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 Jason, you tell me. Hold on a second. Jason, hold on. Jason, accepting something that's off the beat, right? I know a lot of people, right, that succeeded. Right? And coming out with seven honours and all this business. And I know a fucking lot of... Yeah. And next school that I was in, right? I dropped. You know what I mean? I was walking by fourth job. By uh, fifth job. And sixth job, right? And a lot of these girls and boys went on. And I seen a lot of the girls in particular coming out with seven and eight honours. And going into the fucking school of commerce to become receptionists. Right? To pick up typing skills. To become receptionists. That's the type of access they're fucking... Jason, take me up. For someone that has seven honours, right, and go to a school like that, they had the cop on to do more than be a receptionist. And there's a lot of people from up in that area. There's a lot of people from working class areas that do get out and do it. There's some people that let them down that don't want to do it. And I know what you're going to say, it's brought back to jail. It is an awful lot. So, Jason, are you telling me? There's an awful lot that can do it. There really is an awful lot that can do it. And an awful lot can do it. I know a lot of people that can do it. And there's a lot of colleges out there. Education is known for everybody now. Let's say, Jim, I come from, just tell me what's available, right, at the moment. I come from a walking class area, right? The family won't be able to put me through it, right? I've third level. Third level. Right, no, I want to go on to third level, okay? Yeah. Right, yeah. I have seven leaving slots, you know, seven honours or something in the leaving or something, right? I want to go on and let's say do engineering or something like that, right? Mm. What, what would the scenario be? I can only give you one case study, if you like. Right, Tommy, the lad, lad Tommy, you all know him, right? Uh, he's at third level now and he's a working class kid, right? Let, let's say before he went to, to third level, he was out of here for what? six months or so and then he went to the, to the college and all the rest of it. So when he went to the college, this was behind him, right? He was unemployed, working class kid from Tala, right? He's at university now, first year, he's doing sociology and criminology. You'd, you'd think, you know, a role model for others and that money would be available for him. But he's had his fees waived, but he has accommodation fees of about 600 quid per term. So that's, that's 1,800 quid a year. And he has that for three years. Now he's getting, the only thing he's sure of, the only financial support he's sure of is the uh, 220 quid he's getting per term from South Dublin County Council. But if you're in want and if you're living in deprivation, then delaying it is delaying it in deprivation and it's just, it's not viable. It's not a thing that, you know, human beings are very good at, you know? So I suppose that's supposed to be statistics. That's say only, what is it, 2% of the working class get a total level of education. I mean, it's in here, I can get it. You know, anyone in prison can get it. Officers can get it for free. I can get it for free, you know. And it's, it's a bit bizarre, really. You know, it's a bit bizarre. And I am pursuing total level here, you know. But it's very bizarre that uh, my um, counterpart on the outside, if you like, couldn't do the same, you know. He'd want a couple of grand behind him, you know. <laughs> and there's just no agency in place to assist people like that. So I'm making the best of what I have in prison with the education system and that. And uh, fundamentally important, you know, right down the line, like, you know. It, uh, you know, it's where it's at. 
So with a waiting list of, you know, there's a waiting list of about 100 for this place. You know, this school has a capacity of 60 to 700 in the prison. It's a, a hurdle, an unnecessary hurdle, but it's, uh, it's in place, it's present, uh, and it uh, makes life difficult for a lot of people. But uh, there's years ahead of me. <laughs> I like, I'm, I'll keep going with this year, I'm out next year, I'll get another year, or you, for the road, you know? I'll be going to Wales, then after that, to a uh, college over there. I'm sure by then, you know? There's an option available to, to skip, to jump from the OU to university, you know, to finish up for the degree in university. So I think I'll probably take that. Uh, I might be able to get it back to my hometown, to the, the university down there, which that'd be very handy, you know, I'd be able to support myself. If there's a job available there for me as well, I'd be able to support myself while studying, you know. So if, if, if all those things work out, I hope then to go on with it. Maybe use the degree in some way. As I said, I'm a bit indecisive, you know. But um, I'm sure, like that, and after another three or four years of uh, of this type of study, and after you know, going abroad over to this other place and seeing, you get ideas, you know. Whispering fractures. Ma said God wouldn't let you into heaven. I closed my eyes and tried to think of an angel's plot, but only saw nurses with a bundle, your death wrap. So I dreamt you a perfect place, your sacred right. Ma said you looked like me when I was only born. That's when I collected everything I thought you might like. Forty-foot waves and a rock pool from Clare. Footsteps from a mountain in Wicklow. First things, mostly. Confirmation day was meant to leave all that behind. Take your name, I meant to keep your memory alive. Don't know what happened then. Things must remain to change. Bits of this, bits of that. Good, bad and indifferent. Years later, when filling out a form in prison, Garrett Owen, I kept writing to see you again. I felt a scatter of images. Your grave walking over me. Is this what you would have looked like, brother? Alan. I was afraid of the beauty. I lost the dream when I was younger. Beauty was a strength for me to you. When I was older, I was afraid of its fragile tenderness. When I was older, I was afraid of its fragile tenderness. Alan, your culture, your people are still whispering. We have yet to paint our dreams around the life we lead, revealing facets of ourselves we have yet to dare exist. That part of me writes to let you rest in peace, kid. How do we put it? It was like, let's say, there's a thesis running through the working class where they know that the, the goal is actually third-level education, let's say. Let's take it as a, as a football soccer pitch, where the goals are actually third-level education. And the working class know that they can get to the penalty spot through, let's say, secondary education, but that they're never going to even get to take the penalty to score that goal. So for a lot of years, like... I've gone, to, I've gone through life wondering, now, well, basically now that I had, like, I don't need to be sound big head because I know every, every person actually has, a, has the intelligence it takes to get toward level education. But I knew I had that intelligence, and when I came to, the, when I came to this place two and a half years ago, doing a six-year sentence, or yeah, we ran into a friend of mine in Cork, and he'd, he started saying to me about the Open University and getting sociology diplomas and so on. 
I say to myself at this stage, listen, this isn't for me, it's, this is basically a middle-class, upper-class thing, you know, in total of this case. But lucky enough, looking back on it now, lucky enough I got stuck in for it at the time. And I'm on my way, yeah. I'm on my way to, to, like, to a degree with the Open University. I new the diploma and over college waiting for me in Wales, so... Whether it be, it's like, it's ironic to say that you have to come to prison together, but... As I was saying about the College of Wales, uh, College in Colocarlick, to go to the September, right? My sentence wasn't actually finished in January 2001, but uh, there's talk about them releasing me to go to that college because at this stage, when you believe 38 years of age, it's, like, let's say it's the only chance left out there to go straight and so on, so if we lose this, it's back to square one again when I do get out. One of my hopes would be to Let's say, let's say, be a teacher in um, adult education, especially working with uh, people from deprived backgrounds and so on, trying to bring them along to the standard like I've reached, which I know, like, as I said, as I said earlier, everyone has that intelligence. Because, like, edu- one, thing, uh, one thing I've learned about education is, as well, that uh, it has a great way of building your self-esteem. You know what I mean? Once you're ready to achieve... I was in here, in prison, starting a sentence, four and a half years sentence, and, well, it was either come up here or just mess around down the air, doing nothing, you know? But uh, when I started coming here, I started taking a uh, leaving side classes for the leaving side. And for the first few months, things were, uh, I was actually thinking about not bothering with it, you know, I didn't see the point because I just basically couldn't do much, you know, didn't know anything about the subjects we were doing and, you know, the usual, but uh, I stuck with it and I think it's had a opening my eyes up, you know, from what I've been doing so far because uh, I don't really even say subjects got uh, good marks in them, you know, and now I've started uh, Altman University and I have a chance now of going to college in Wales in September. I still have a few months left of my sentence, but it's not too long left, so compared to what I'm at the seven, you know, so hopefully I get it. It's a very good opportunity for me, you know, so hopefully things will go when I get that. And then it's a year's course over there the end of it, it's a diploma in general studies. And hopefully then go on to the university and finish off, hopefully, a degree. Oh, but that's just an insane. Yeah. Yeah. looking at Very the negative sides of it. Jesus, it's changing slowly, but surely it is changing. We can't just, keep looking at the negativity of it. It is changing. Do you know, complain about the bus, if you want 100 extra buses for disabled and the taxis. It is there. It yeah, is getting man, there. Is, is it not a case? And especially after that football at Leon Hodges remarks, it's really going to man, shoot, it, it is going to shield up a bit. Is it not a case, not a case of... I have links with Colleg Harlech. Uh, I went to Colleg Harlech as a, as a student and I went back there 10 years later as a teacher and I did some work with them, some sort of community-based work, access, if you like, and uh, various bits and pieces anyway. Um... When I came over here and started teaching in the prisons, it seemed to me that there was a logical progression 
for some of these guys to go on to to College Harlech because they had been educated, some of them now, for, for, for years, starting from basic literacy through the leaving, junior cert, uh, leaving cert, and, uh, and so on, and then into the social sciences, philosophy, and all the rest of it. It, it seemed to me, in a way, there was a similarity with the way the College Harlech operates. These guys had, had done numerous courses with numerous teachers in small classes, sort of an intimate teaching situations, you know, um, four or five people with, with, with a tutor and a, a lot of time sort of for one-to-one. And it seemed to me that there was a logical next step on release from, from an institution such as Mount Joy to uh, a different type of situa- uh, institution, um, obviously a more benign one, an open institution, but with regularity there, which could build on the education that they had already had and the sense of the personal development uh, that was involved in that. And so I just mentioned it, I think, in a class one day. Like The, the question was thrown at me, what the hell is all this for anyway? in the sociology classes because it's it's a subject that asks difficult questions not just of society but of the individuals who make up society the question was thrown at me what the hell is all this for anyway what chance have we got what what do we do after this and all the rest of it and i just said well there are numerous options. I mean, for example, there's a college in Wales that I have links with. Uh, it's an adult residential college for uh, mature students. Um, it prepares people for university and, and, and so on and so on. Now, um, months later, one of the guys who had been released in the meantime just uh, came into uh, Pathways one day a post-release centre and uh, reminded me of what I'd said about colleague Harlech and uh, he asked me bluntly could I get him in there um, I did and it, it, it's taken off from there he went to colleague Harlech, he completed the course and he's now at university He's midway through his second term at university. Um, in the meantime, two other students have been released and have gone on to College Harlech. They started there last September. They are midway through their second term at, at, at College Harlech. They've been accepted for university uh, starting next October. There are five other people going over to College Harlech this year, four from the men's prison, one from the women's. Uh, which is a first, the, the latter. And I have every confidence in them. I know that they will succeed uh, and that they'll go on, if they want to, to university and, and succeed there. He's not very well in the head at all. <laughs> <laughs> he also has become friendly. Uh, already, uh, I've, been, uh, you know, direct, I've been showing that uh, I can go on into adult education, teaching, you know, that's open to me. The criminal record won't bear me from that, you know. So uh, that option's available. There's a number of options available. Uh, I would like that, you know. And I think it's, I think it's, uh, there's enough latitude in the adult education sector, you know, for me to be able to choose which 
you know, avenue I'd like to pursue if I did go into if I do go into this, you know, I'd be able to choose what where to teach, who to teach. You know, because as I said, that's what it comes as far as I'm concerned, that's what it comes down to. You know, there's a lot of people with a lot of access to education and they basically stick to the three R's, you know. And maybe they're squandering opportunity, maybe they'll maybe they're not, you know. But there's a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people who have no access, who are bound, you know, by financial barriers and ideological barriers, you know, the medium or the general hegemony tells them they're not good enough, you know. Or they've been failed by the system and made to feel like they are failures themselves, you know. And that's where I want to go. That's the people that I'd like to be involved in education with. You know, to continue my education there and, you know, to work um, with these people, like people like myself, you know, like my children held on, you know, give me direction. Just that initial, you know, bit of direction that can set you up to change, change things. Yeah. I love it. I love coming in and really uh, going against the grain, as they'd say. But that's my beliefs, that's what I think, and I think deep down a lot of them probably would, but it's because we're in sociology class and the, the norm is to agree that, you know, we do this, that, you know, oh, you know all the usual, so I try to just look at things the way they really are and let's work from there, instead of looking at a book and reading it out of a book and say, that's right, yeah, that's the way forward, which it could be, but I don't think it is. So, <laughs> but I've got, I've the arguments I've been in, in this class, there's been great times in this class we've had. Really great times, having great arguments that I'd never dream of having outside. And that's really made things that'll always live with me forever, it will. And I remember a lot of the things I will. You know, instead of the usual outside, football and this and... The, you know, just stupid things. But in this class, it's great there. It's out my mind. It really has out my mind. And we've got great arguments we've had. And we've all respected each other's opinions and leaving the classroom, which is a bigger bonus. And we can all get on great. So it's a great class to be in. And especially the teacher. <laughs> Jim the Welsh man.
I've seen you go through hardships, I've seen you go through pain, the struggle up in innocence and link to welfare chain. You don't need no book of wisdom to see the light of day. You only get so much in this life and for that you've gotta pay. So let's come out of this darkness, let's fight and make our stand. This land is our kingdom and the laws are no man's land. No man's land. This land is our kingdom and the laws are no man's land.